Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Yum, yum. Bright light, bright light, bright light. Cue the theme song. Right, today we're doing the 1984 classic Gremlins, brought to us by Steven Spielberg, written by Chris Columbus. The movie about a small town boy named Billy who gets a really strange gift from his really strange dad uh, and then basically disobeys all of the very clearly set rules that he was supposed to follow and hijinks ensue when this strange little creature turns nasty and kills everybody. Bye, Billy. All right, today we're having a guest on the show, Mr. and Mrs. Movie Reviewer is their handle on uh, Instagram. This is uh, Tim coming to the show, and we're going to get him on right now. Okay, so we'd like to welcome Tim to the show. Hey, Tim, how's it going? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Doing, doing real good, real good. It's a little uh, snowy up where we are. Yeah. We haven't got hit with the snow yet, but I'm sure this shit coming soon. going to be looking like Kingston Falls here. Right on. Well, we'll hope it stays off you for as long as it possibly can. So, uh, yeah, we're here to talk a little bit about Gremlins, uh, to talk about Billy and his adventures in his in his small town when he uh, finds this little crazy creature as a gift from his dad. Mogwai. The gift from his dad is not a Furby. Like, come on. <laughs> Those things sold like hotcakes when I was a kid, like anything that looked like Gizmo. Yeah, they were they were pretty cute even even back in the day. I know I had a Gizmo toy. Of some kind. Well, the movie's a cold classic. I mean, look at him. He's, he's, he's fucking adorable with those ears and everything. I love it. Yeah, no, he totally is. Um, so the, uh, the the Chinese shop in the opening of the movie, um, th- so basically the little kid does a back alley deal to sell Mogwai. <laughs> <laughs> It is a back alley deal. Yeah, it's he is. in a back alley. He totally sneaks off. <laughs> I wonder how the grandfather reacted to uh, to his son doing that. Are his grandson. I'm assuming he just took a piece of bamboo and whooped the shit out of him when he found out about Gizmo's <laughs> What'd you do with my pet? Oh my god. Also, <laughs> also, you would have thought that that kid would have had some uh, love for Gizmo as well. And he just seemed to want to sell him for like 200 bucks. Yeah. Like, I, well, I, it's kind of unclear. Like, was that their pet or was that thing for sale just to the right buyer? I think like a nuclear weapon, though. You don't really want to sell that. Like, I figure like the Yakuza and them motherfuckers, they would have wanted it. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. They these, destroyed these, their enemies with it. These things are dangerous creatures, like very dangerous. These rules that around the three rules is no sunlight because it'll kill them. Okay. Um, number two is no water because <laughs> like they don't say why don't do any of the three rules. It just says don't put water on them. But I'm not going to tell you why. You're going to be so tempted to dunk them in water. And then don't feed them right? after midnight. But I ain't going to say why because they turn into blood-sucking crazy creatures. Like, what are you supposed to do if you get like ketchup or mustard on gizmo? It's true. Like, I, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, I know. And um, it's crazy that these creatures can live without water. You got to wonder, uh, um, evolutionarily speaking, how did these creatures even survive? <laughs> like, they, it's they true. don't. What do they drink? Yeah, do they drink? They don't need water, they just need food. I, yeah. I think he said they'll give it a drink of water. Another thing I've always wondered about those movies and shit is how do they walk in the snow? <laughs> oh, 
yeah, because they'd be popping babies out. Yeah. From the from yeah, every step would be like, oh, pops out a baby. Oh, there goes another one. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? That's true. He just had to roll around in the snow. Yeah, I kind of wondered yeah. about that, and and maybe that's an interesting place to start with these things. Is so, um, uh, Gizmo gets a little bit of water poured on him by Corey Feldman, none other, that clumsy fuck. <laughs> um, and so then Gizmo starts to multiply. Um, it looks pretty painful for Gizmo when he's popping out those those extra babies, does it not? Yeah, every every time he does it, it looks painful as his shit. I'm like, oh, you poor little guy. I know, and and so then Billy takes it to a science teacher uh, and puts more water on it. Like, way to go, Billy! I'm sure Gizmo <laughs> loves you a lot now. Now, see, I was really unclear if that was Gizmo he had or if that was one of the fucking off uh, the best offsprings. Oh, it was. I don't know which one he put. I couldn't tell. I think it wasn't Gizmo. Oh, I thought it was because. Oh, maybe it wasn't though. Oh, I wow. think it was the fat one. There is a fat one. Oh, so he doesn't mind torturing the, the, the offspring. Oh, yeah, it was one of the fat ones, because because <laughs> he also um, keeps keeps one and it turns into uh, one of the evil ones. Yeah. And yeah, that does uh, uh, have a very happy outcome. It's true. It's true. And then later on, they're in um, all of the uh, the gremlins are in the bar drinking booze and pouring booze on each other. But I guess booze doesn't offset their their reproduction <laughs> cycle. It's got to be water. And then, as you guys said, if so, why not the snow? Like, does he just have to hold in his hand and melt it? And he's like, yum yum. <laughs> My problem with the bar scene, though, talking about that. Why the fuck would she stay there? Why wouldn't she just run? Why is she? She was serving them, serving all these little demonic creatures. Yeah, what the She's hell? Like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> serving them. Yeah, I'm gonna serve them. Uh, maybe they'll give good tips. She I don't was, know. She was even lighting their cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. that all about? Yeah, and she somehow realized from lighting the match in front of them that they didn't like it. So that's when she got the idea to use the camera because they don't like bright light. But that's a bit of a stretch to go from a flame and be like, oh, it's the brightness of the flame, not the heat or the fact that fire scares 90% of all animals on this planet. Oh, that's true. I I never made that connection. Yeah. Which I'll give her, that that took balls because if that would have angered the rest of them and they'd have swarmed the bar... She'd have been dead. She no should have been dead by rights anyway. Yeah, yeah, they somehow chose her as like, you can live, you're the bartender, but they try to kill every other human they see. Oh, that's totally true. They 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 do let her be and let her serve them booze. That's true. Yeah, because yeah. everyone else they see, they go after. What did you guys think of them, the Wicked the, the, wicked, the Witch type woman who... Uh, she was... Mrs. Deagle. Yeah, Mrs. she was... Mrs. Deagle. Deagle. She was insane. Like, what a crazy person. What power did yeah. she hold over everybody in the town? I mean, she's obviously the crazy cat lady. She was wealthy. She must have been super wealthy because she just butts in line at the bank and threatens to maim and kill uh, <laughs> Billy's dog. That's just straight up fucking evil. <laughs> dark. She's like, I'll put him in my spinning dryer on the high heat. I'm like, what the fuck do you say about my dog, bitch? We're about to get it, old lady. Seriously. But I do have to say that when she meets her demise, uh, it's the funniest part of the movie by far. When she goes up in her electric chair and fly, flies out the window, I laughed. I laughed really hard. I'm like, how big is this house, though? She's just shooting up the damn thing. Yeah. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I think, I guess she did live in a mansion, so maybe she was just wealthy and powerful in the town. And yeah. she was like, she was going to kick people out of their homes Yeah, at she Christmas? must have been um, some kind of a real estate miser. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing was, is, the maybe the only way the writing would have worked for me with her was that if if 
they saved her from the gremlins and then she became a better person and didn't want to like kill his dog anymore but instead they just set her up to kill her yeah i think when they put her so over the top evil they knew the only way out of that would be to make sure that she dies because everybody would be cheering and laughing at that death well that movie was supposed to be a lot lot darker than it was it was supposed to have a lot darker tone like the gremlins were supposed to kill the dog they were supposed to kill his mom but then they were like we got to tone this shit down so that, well, that might have been a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. So that for me brings up an interesting area of conversation is the tone of this movie is kind of a little bit all over the place for me. Um, it, it's got some funny comic scenes, but then it's got some kind of really dark, you know, putting uh, putting gremlins in a blender and in a microwave. His mom, by the way, what a, what a Terminator she is. She smokes three gremlins in like a minute. Fuck you all, I kill you, Stab. <laughs> Gave no fuck. She's like, y'all get out of my kitchen. This is some bullshit. Totally. She's, she, just she stabbed a gremlin like a psycho. Yeah. And it's like, it's twitching on the counter yeah. in the background as she's nuking the other one in the microwave. <laughs> That's she true. shifts the one. She's just stabbing him to death. Like, that is not what normal people do. Normal people just stab the shit out of it. Yeah, she would have run they away. they have to break. Yeah. So, but it's all over the place for me for, for tone. I know it's, it's not supposed to be completely serious, but it goes into the very dark, like the whole uh, Phoebe Cates characters telling the story of her dad and being Santa Claus. That was super fucking dark and didn't really add a lot to the movie except to explain why she didn't like Christmas. And I'm like, you could have said that, you know, you just don't like Christmas because dad left or something. Not my dad tried to come down the chimney and was there for like five or six (laughs) days and rotted. That's crazy dark. <laughs> crazy dark. It was really out of place. This this whole movie, like, because I feel like it was a lot of kids watch this movie, but we watching it now, thinking about like all of the murders and that story, and, and it's the, scary, like, and the grossness of the deaths of some of the gremlins. I'm really surprised my parents would have ever let me watch this movie. Yeah, it was that PG rating that they had, and it was one of the last movies like that that had that PG rating. Oh, and right. after that, they're like, we need to bump this shit up. Yeah, they get, they put in PG-13 right after this movie, didn't they? Yeah, like that. It was the start because they were like a lot of a lot of. I heard an interview that Galligan was talking about. You know, a lot of a lot of parents took their kids to see this movie, and then they were like, "What the fuck? Did we just take these kids to see? It didn't look like it was going to be like this, like evil or death." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was supposed to have puppets. Actually, we've we've talked about this before in another one of our podcasts where um, Jurassic Park, you know, it's supposed to be about dinosaurs. And so parents took their kids to see it and then were like, oh my God, that T-Rex just ate a man off a fucking toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you have the toilet? That's the size the point. But this, I liked it because there was no CGI with the Grimmels. They were all animatronic. And I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I I do not like CGI, and I hope the new Gremlins movie that they're doing, they stick to the animatronics, no CGI. Yeah, the um, it's actually quite famous for this movie how much the crew hated the animatronic Gremlins because they would break all the time, and the time waiting to repair would be a big pain in the butt. Um, in fact, I read that in the scene where they're throwing darts at Gizmo on the dartboard, that that was something that the crew either came up with or supported because they hated the, the goddamn little things. And they were like, put in a scene of throwing darts at them. That's what we feel like doing. I mean, yeah. I mean, but and then you look at the second one, dude, they were torturing the shit out of Gizmo. That was new. Like, 
And Stripe just got a hold of him, and I don't know if they're reincarnated or whatever, but he's like, oh, I'm going to put you on a copier. I'm going to run you over with a train. I'm going to rip Velcro off of you. Like, Jesus. Yeah, and then they took the ever-daring part in the second one to have the mentally challenged um, <laughs> the mentally challenged uh, creature. In 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 the second movie? Yeah. No, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Is he friendly or mean? He's special. He's mean like the rest. He's mean, but he's special. <laughs> he's mean, but he's special? Does he get killed? I think they all do. Oh, I guess they'd have yeah. to. Yeah. After their musical number of New York, New York. <laughs> I know. Oh, my but God. But the Gremlins the do fear one thing in that movie, and I'll just, I laugh my dick off. They feared the one and the only immortal one, Hulk Hogan. And I just, I ate that up. I'm like, the Gremlins are afraid of Hulk Hogan? Fuck yeah. Eat your vitamins, brother. Is that true? Yeah, like. I laughed so hard because he had a cut. He had a uh, they had a scene in there where Hulk Hogan was in it, and the Gremlins were messing with the projector and they wanted to watch porn. And Hulk Hogan just cuts this promo that I'll come up to the projection booth and I'll beat all your asses. And then they start playing Gremlins two again. <laughs> this really happened. Hulk- I swear to God, it really happened. Hulk- watch Gremlins two and you'll be like, "Holy shit!" I Hulk Hogan's in this. Shit. I haven't seen Gremlins 2 in a long time, so I don't remember any of these things. I did find it off-putting a little bit when Gizmo became a hero all of a sudden because Gizmo showed no signs of heroism the whole movie and, he got pushed down like Rainbow. <laughs> and then he just jumped into a car and then became like a super crazy badass and did the whole thing with the uh where he opens up the uh opens the blind yeah like so I I, was, I thought that was kind of weird well who's I don't know is Billy the hero of the movie then I guess I guess he'd have to be I mean, he, yeah. he, I guess he takes out a couple of, he beheads a gremlin with a head goes in the fireplace, but then, you know, he takes, where the hell did Stripe get that mini crossbow and he shoots <laughs> him in the arm? Like, that's like serious shit. This goes back to the whole tone. Like you're going from laughing at like drinking and smoking little animatronic toys to like catching crossbows in the arm. And like, I don't, I, I uh, driving um, tractors through walls and maybe killing the couple there. Although, you know, I think that couple is, is said to have survived, but still. They survived because they were in the second one. But then Stripe comes to him with a fucking chainsaw. And Billy's just holding it back with a baseball bat because they're indestructible for some reason. <laughs> if it was an aluminum bat, that might have made more sense. But I don't think they were using aluminum back in 84. Maybe not. It was wood. It was wood. It definitely it was wood. Was wood yeah. Slowly packing it in. yeah, you could see it peeling from the uh, from. The... But I think that when the tone really changed jarringly was when they had the bar first bar scene. Yeah, and you saw all of the crazy like Stripe was shooting people, and they were like drinking at the bar, and like once again, instead of her running, she was trying to service them like as best as she could. <laughs> which was very strange as well. So I feel like, and then it was kind of, that almost felt like Muppets take Manhattan when that scene happened. Yeah, except they kill. Yeah, each other and stuff. <laughs> and, and the, Well, maybe the, they saw that scene in Fast Times of Richmond High where she shows fit. So they were like, you know, she's cool. She's going to say about oh, that. Oh my God, I, I think forgot that was, that was I, I think that was after this though, wasn't it? This was one of her first. I think that was before. Well, no, because uh, Zach, Zach Gallagher said in an interview, she was just coming fresh off that. So it was, you know, all the all the crew and stuff, they were real weird about it. They were like, oh God, Kate, whatever her name is. Phoebe Cates, yeah. Yeah, that no, that was yeah, before. It was definitely okay. before because I think it was 81 or 82. Okay. 
Well, it's funny. She went from that, from going topless in that pool scene to wearing whatever the hell she was in the bank in the first scene she appears. That dress that... Yeah, it's like, like an Amish dress with the huge shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like a few of the um, things with uh, with Gizmo, he... Um, he seems to know when he creates the other ones. Like they, they stay away from him, and he doesn't like them. The other, the other, whatever you call them, um, Mogwai. Mogwai. So yeah, he, yeah, he knows that they're bad. Um, so like, what's the? I don't get. I still don't understand how their reproduction is supposed to work. Like, you drop, <clears throat> you drop water on them, and then they they multiply, but then they hate you. Is that is that supposed <laughs> to be? Uh, some kind of a speech on uh, on your teenage kids not liking you or something? It's like maybe you get one good one out of each batch and that water's like super sperm and it just drops it on them and there's just fast chemical effect. They just boom. Was, it, was this based on something? Uh, something else? I, I thought I heard that. A comic or something? Yeah. Was this based on something, Tim? Do you know? I, I do not know. I know it was the first start of little angry creatures and then you had a bunch of spawns from it but i don't know if it was based on something or what this might have been the basis for some for some comics or the story but i know uh so chris columbus wrote this uh he also wrote goonies and then later on home alone one and two um yeah and spielberg loved this so much he was he bought it right away oh that's right yeah and this was like we were talking about this before you came on tim uh the this was kind of the spawn of uh where they would use someone like Spielberg's name because Spielberg didn't direct and he was an executive producer with two other people, Kathleen Kennedy and Gary Marshall, but they called it a Steven Spielberg presents. Yeah. So they kind of were using his name to like, um, you know, beef up the uh, production and, and like promote the movie because he was involved in some way. So, uh, I mean, if it gets the asses in the seats. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it was the fourth highest grossing movie that year. Uh, it has gone down as a cult classic. I mean, if you check Rotten Tomatoes, it's at, what, 84%? Percent, yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it came out the same day as Ghostbusters. I know, uh, who released this? Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, it was Warner. Um, Warner Brothers had to push this up. They were supposed to release this around Christmas, but they had to push it forward because they realized they had nothing to go up against some of the other big movies like Ghostbusters and, and some other stuff that came out that year. So um, surprising given the uh, the budget. But yeah, I think the fact that they put Steven Spielberg's name behind it, and that's like, I think people would never remember that Christopher Columbus wrote this or... Um, what was the director's name? Joe uh, Dante. Yeah, Joe Dante, who likes yeah. Gremlins 2 better than Gremlins 1. Um, Did Joe Dante direct Gremlins 2? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh. He likes the second yeah, one better? Yeah, he was attached to that too. Yeah. Oh. I, I would wonder maybe, like, did they take a bit more time to think through the second one? Like I, I, like Colin, I haven't watched that one in a while. I'd have to go check it out. Do you know, which one do you prefer, Tim? Ah, man, I'm a, that's a tough one. I really like the first one because I love how the Gremlins look, but the second one, I feel like it's just, I don't know, I'd probably go with the second one because when they break in the in the science lab and they're all shooting up the fucking drugs and you get a spider drum on a back drum what? and a vegetable right. drum on a fucking gremlin, I love it. <laughs> so it sounds like the second one's also highly inappropriate for children. Oh, yeah. They went, they went bigger. I mean, and... it is. It, it, I would say it is, but it isn't like at the same time. It just depends on what kind of what kind of child you have. <laughs> if you have one that's used to this kind of to this violence and whatnot, it'd probably be fine. But if you have a very sheltered child, it would probably be a lot. I don't know. There's if... not as many deaths 
in the second one as the first one. Yeah, there's four four people are killed in the first one. That's the official body count. Well, who so? Who are the people? Um, the old lady, obviously. Yeah, the old lady's one. Um, the, the cops. Yeah, I don't know if the cops die or not. Do they? Their car flips. And then they never show them again, though. The dude in the mailbox. The teacher is another one. I also like when I also feel like we needed a scene similar to the one with the mom where like somebody goes and like kicks some ass with like a baseball bat and just bats these motherfuckers around because when he had that bat, I so wanted to see him hit stripe with a baseball bat. And like, yeah. so then I was thinking, he didn't knock fucking head off. yeah, <laughs> I was, like he did with the sword. <laughs> I was thinking they could have done that with like a scene in maybe the bar where someone comes in, like one of the cops comes in and like kills a bunch of them before they take him down or something. That I just feel like there's a missed yeah. opportunity to to kill gremlins because the gremlins were the bad things, right? I guess the mom. That's all. With she. The mom, I loved though. her scene. Like I laughed out loud. I was like, "Holy shit!" She went fucking Terminator on those things. Yeah, it and was she pretty was, awesome. She and it also the, her motivation was it was her house and get out of my house or whatever. So I feel like it made sense. But she also established kind of I don't know if you say how easy it was to kill them, but um, she had a pretty easy time. I guess they were kind of messing around and just throwing plates and stuff at her. Like, she used that shield. They were kind of like I think they just hatched like an hour or so prior to this, so they were probably fairly new and they weren't smart like their all and powerful leader. True. True. They That's did. Very true. They did make him the smart one, and all the other ones were kind of dumb. Yeah. And but then he looked in the second one, and he was not the leader in the second one. He just, his main goal and main focus was to fuck with Gizmo, the one who talked, step up and led the, the grip The smart up. one, yeah, the smart one with the glasses. That's right, I remember that. There's a Brain, that's what they called him, brain. Like, not that you need a lot of logic in these things because they're little crazy animatronic creatures, but it would have been interesting to see that, you know, if if you were the, the father or the mother uh, creature that spawned the babies, that the babies would be loyal to you. But that kind of goes against how it all happens with Gizmo because... They hate him. They want to torture him. So that's right. That's now, if he was, if he, if he ate after midnight and became a gremlin, would they follow him? Because he is the patriarch. He is the lead. He's the one who birthed them all. Would they follow him? Yeah. And would he be evil, or would he be cute and cuddly, yeah. just look like a fucking crazy, scary gremlin with teeth? I love you. Yeah, <laughs> um, and what did you guys think of the? Uh, what did you guys think of the? I know that there. This obviously eighty four and stuff and. Some of the special effects threw me off. Like um, when they were walking down the street, it looked really claymation weird. That was about the only um, stop motion in the movie. The rest was but all with did, the puppets. Did you guys feel like over time with the puppets, it, it, it's not, do you feel like it, it's, it fits the movie and you like get engrossed in it? Or do you feel like it takes you out of the movie with the uh, puppets and the animatronics? I really noticed that one scene was stop motion so it kind of took me out of it when they were coming to town yeah yeah but i mean but the rest i mean excluding that i mean i thought the puppets were actually pretty good um the the, so i mean they don't look real or anything but for what the movie was trying to accomplish i don't think it was looking to make you believe they were real creatures i think you know you know they're kind of animatronic the whole way through but it's kind of campy that way and i thought i felt like that was intentional yeah. And so it didn't take me out of it. I don't think it did to me either. Yeah. I was just asking because it, I mean, this is like very old technology and we've come so far. So can we go back and look at this and, and is it okay? And to me, I, I felt like it worked. Yeah. I felt like it was. I know each of those things, each of the creatures costs like 30 or 40,000 a pop. Oh God. Uh, yeah. 
Zach so, Gallagher had to open up his trunk every day he left set because yeah. they were like they wanted they would make sure he wasn't the crew was trying to steal them and stuff and uh, he was like no, I'm the main star I'm not going to steal these he's like and the security guy was like exactly the main star. <laughs> It's true. They did. They searched everyone's trunks at the end of the day. Weird. Yeah. Like, as I would have stole the gizmo for sure. And you would have been caught and then fired. <laughs> I would have went at the end of the movie. It's true. I guess, like, they must have given these away. or so, I guess they had a sequel, so they would have just kept them. Yeah, I don't know. It's no, I mean, because they didn't use them in the studio. I mean, they might have used the They didn't even use the Mog because gizmo looked 10,000 times better in the second one than the first one. And the Gremlin are a whole new different breed. They have like really long, lanky arms and little tiny bodies. And like these ones are really proportionate, but in the second one, they're yeah. just ginormous. Oh, yeah. do they not use the puppets in the second no, one? No, it's six years later, so... So what did they use? No, they, they, they still stuck with animatronics in the second one, yeah. except for some of the creature gremlins who ate the chemicals and shit, but other than that, it was animatronics still. Yeah, they would have had a bigger budget, so they would have built new ones. Oh, I see. They would have. They, they just built something better. Yeah, yeah, I guess these ones yeah. are pieces of shit based on what you were saying anyway. Yeah. So, like, they just had you to know, work I, with... A Jaws is similar. Like, the Jaws always fucked up in the shark in the first one. I'm yeah. sure they figured that out for the sequels yeah. and made the sharks better. They should have just not made any sequels to that. But a question I've always had about these gremlins, and I've watched the movies probably a thousand times, I could literally recite it forwards and backwards, is... Would the gremlins win in a fight against the critters? <laughs> I totally forgot about critters. Oh and I God. saw critters a couple of times when I was younger. Well, critters was darker as a movie, was it not? Like that, I mean, was, that was more horror than campy. There was no cute critter that was friends with the main character. They were all bad, right? Yeah, they were all bad. And they were, they were super intelligent because they could fly, they could fly fucking spaceships. But, yeah. What? I mean, would, would the gremlins be able to take them in a fight? Because the gremlins are not stupid neither. But the critters also, if they kneel their head down, they have those spikes that paralyze people. Critters oh, versus critters versus gremlins. That, they would do that today. If this would have came out today, I, they would have because like aliens versus predator. <laughs> Crit, critters versus gremlins would be funny. Well, we gotta. Oh god, that would make. Day. That would make my whole entire day. You have no idea. I get so excited about shit like that. <laughs> well, when we drop this episode, we'll post it on our uh, on our Instagram and and ask people who would win in a fight: the Gremlins versus the Critters. <laughs> so I feel like um, Judge Reinhold makes an early cameo in this movie, and given where he was in his career at the time that this movie came out, I wonder if there was something bigger planned for him in the movie that ended up getting uh, cut on the cutting room he floor. He just vanishes. He just he comes in. And he's a jerk. Like he was totally set up to like have something horrible happen to him. He's like the second tier villain in the first twenty minutes of the movie because of how he talks to Billy and he hits on Billy's love interest. Wrong, Judge Reinhold. Wrong. I'm sure you were killed somewhere. Yeah. Well, if you uh, that's the that's the assistant bank teller, right? I guess he was the assistant v or junior VP, and he was twenty three. Okay, so yeah. he said, and he's like, I'm gonna be the have this guy's position by twenty five. Then I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He uh, if you watch the deleted scenes, he locks himself. Why nothing happens to him? It's really interesting. Oh. He locks himself in the bank safe, and Billy, when Billy and Kate are in the bank, they open it up, and he's gone fucking mental. Uh. They just shut the fucking thing back and leave him in there. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I swear to God. 
I wonder why they edited that out because his character almost seems weird to have in there establishing so much about him. Yeah. And then never seeing him never again. Never see him again. I guess, I mean, probably maybe they edited it for time. It's not a long movie, so that may, maybe that was a good Hour decision. 40. Yeah. But then why not go back and edit out the scenes where he's talking about himself in the bar? You don't really need those either. Yeah. He like yeah, that then that would have made his cameo like even at the start where he's like looking on at Billy after the so dog. after after Billy's dog bites that lady in the arm, which I'm sorry, and I own a dog and I love my dog, but that dog is done after it bites someone. And everyone's like, oh no, you're not fired and your dog's not going to be put down. Yeah, he was actually also, that didn't make any sense because she came in specifically to get the dog and then said it was a bad dog. Then the dog attacked her, yeah. started mauling her. And then when he gets pulls the dog off, she never takes the dog. And she just says, you better keep that dog. But like it attacked her. Yeah. So she had every right yes. to take the dog right there and then. Yes. Or call the police and have them come and do it. But she didn't. She just leaves. Yeah. So like I, that didn't make any sense no, either. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it should have happened. They should have just pulled it from behind. Like, all right, officer, we're taking this dog. We're putting the fuck down. Look at it. It's ugly anyway. <laughs> That's what would have happened, right? Like that. Oh, absolutely. If that happened today, 100% oh, that dog is done. puts down. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it'd be a pit bull too, because they're assholes. <laughs> and then they like uh, the father. Okay, what did you guys think of the father and his crazy inventions? I, I, his inventions were nuts, and they were actually kind of fun to watch. Uh, and they worked them in pretty seamlessly through the movie. I I really liked the fact that the family was like, "Oh, it's dad and his inventions," and they kind of like just laughed about how bad they are. Um, so and they almost, were behind it though. They were behind him a hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Like a family should be, right? Like dad'll sell one of these someday. His stuff was garbage. I don't know what that fly swatter thing on the drill head was. <laughs> that was pretty nuts. Um, yeah, but his, uh, his he was really in his bathroom buddy. He really trying to push that one hard. Oh yeah, no, I think that was his newest invention. Yeah. So he wanted to get that out. But I feel like the smoke with the ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> I I almost feel like um if I was writing the script, I would have one of his inventions save the day because then, yeah. then you know what I mean? Like he was successful because he's never successful. No, he, he messes up. And then he apologizes to the to that Chinese man. He's like, I'm so sorry this happened. I'm like, what are you apologizing to him for? Why don't you apologize to the families of the people you killed? <laughs> yeah. No shit. You weren't even around, Red, Red Peltzer, whatever his name was, Rand Peltzer. You weren't even around. And at the end of the movie, it's like, well, that's my story. Like, you were narrating this shit the whole time. You like, weren't what? even there, dickhead. <laughs> why Why didn't he come in and save the day? Because he just shows up basically after everything had happened. So once again, him coming back home, nothing, you know, nothing comes of his return to the town. No. He just, he comes in the aftermath, just like Tim was saying. Yeah. And then he's like, this is my story. It was, no, this is your son's story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was the catalyst. Billy should have been the one narrate it yeah or just don't have a narrator because that often ruins movies <laughs> yeah you could have like taken out yeah. the narration and it would have been fine and um when his dad calls home from the conference and there's a guy sitting in a wheelchair in the background that's steven spielberg making his cameo what like Stephen fucking Hawking. yeah <laughs> that's a really insensitive cameo to oh. pretend that you were crippled and sit in a wheelchair yeah, not really? in 84, I guess. If, if he would have done that today, if he would have pretended he was a person in a wheelchair today for a cameo, people would have been like a, a huge outcry. Yeah. They would have been like, screw you, Steven. That's weird. I did not know that. I'm going to have to go back quickly and look. Yeah. 
He's in, he's just sitting in the background in a wheelchair? Yeah, he's just on one of the other phones. Oh, he's on a phone. In one scene, and then the other scene, there's a robot that's on the phone, which makes little to no sense. Oh, that's right. I, saw, I remember the robot now. Yeah, it had the phone up to its glass head. <laughs> Talking to someone, because he would do that. AI, I'd be afraid of that. Yeah, Take it no down. kidding. No kidding. You also think the whole town, if she grew up in that town and her father fell down the chimney and broke his neck, that the whole town would have known. You would definitely yeah. have found out about that the in a small town. Because the police came, the police came and found it and stuff. So like everybody in the town would have known that story. Yeah, and it was just a super guys, grim. Did you guys notice who one of the cops were? Um, one of the cops was I don't know if you guys watched Breaking Bad, but it was oh, Mike. Yeah. From it was Breaking Mike Bad. from Breaking Bad. Yeah, young Mike. No way. Yeah. 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 Blew oh. my mind. Blew my mind. Mike was one of my favorite characters in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Is he the one that's crying and freaking out? Yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. <laughs> and what the hell? Like for So for a little town where it snows, obviously, in winter all the time, nobody cleaned off their goddamn car. Just brushed the windows off so you can see shit. <laughs> yeah, Billy didn't yeah. even do it. No, Billy didn't do it. It pissed me off. <laughs> I see people like that They're driving. Like, Let it <laughs> I just had to do Pretty that, cool. too. Shit. How about the ending scene where they uh, they have them all in the theater and uh, Kate's like, I know where this shit is in the bottom. I'm like, how the hell do you yeah, know? Yeah, how do you know that? I know. And Billy works at the bank too, but he knows how to turn the gas on so that it just starts leaking into the room by pushing. I'm pretty sure there's not a lever in any mechanism that releases gas that just starts releasing it into the open air. <laughs> yeah, no one's designed it that way. He should have like hammered something or broke something, a pipe or something. Yeah, that would have made a bit more, more sense. More sense, yeah. Oh, and did you guys know that that theater is the same theater used in Back to the Future? The whole town is used in Back to the that's Future right. as well. Yeah, that's, I that earlier. yeah it's, it's the lot from uh, Universal Studios, I think. Um, it's one of, the, yeah. one of the towns used there. Oh, I see. So they just, yeah, you can't tell, but like they just rearranged things. And did anyone notice that Corey Feldman was in the movie quite a bit and then you never saw him at the end? Yeah, just in the start. Shouldn't he have been there like with them in the living room? I like, thought he would have made like an interesting sidekick to bring along. Um, apparently in the original script, there was a bully um, kind of figure that ends up partnering up with Billy and um, Phoebe Cates to kind of take out some of the gremlins, but they cut that person out. Um, and then another thing they did was that when Gizmo pulls up the blind at the end to kill Stripe, um, Billy pulls up another blind, but they cut that out because they wanted Gizmo to be the hero. I mean, if you look at Corey Feldman, though, I mean, he was busy as shit there in the 80s. He was doing Jason movies. He was doing the Unis, all that other shit. And he's probably busy. They probably only had him a select amount of time, but they wanted to get his face in there. because It's the 80s. If it doesn't have Corey Feldman in it, it sucks. True. Most of the time he was wearing a Christmas tree uniform and you couldn't see him, though. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell would send their kid like that to deliver a Christmas tree? Just no bike, no nothing, just dragging a tree in. I, I dressed as a tree. I could see him making wear the tree on the lot to do, like, the advertising. But once he's into, like, home delivery mode, like, they already paid for the tree. You don't got to be dressed as a tree anymore. Unless his dad's just a dick. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like he was. I do like the idea though of them having this character who was hanging out with them and helping them kill gremlins because that's kind of like what I was saying was because really they don't kill a bunch of gremlins; they just kill them all in one big huge explosion, yeah. and then they go after Stripe. Yeah. So there isn't a lot of like gremlin killing is there more in the second one where they go and like you know kick there, some ass? There's more gremlins in the second one in general, but they. they uh, 
they f I'm, I don't know if we want to ruin it for folks, but they find a way to kill the mass group of them, don't they, Tim? Oh, yeah, they do. They Billy figures it out, and it involves, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody watching it, but two things it involves. It involves water, and it involves electricity. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I remember now. But yeah. anyway, yeah, so, cause, so that's kind of like the... Uh, Kind of like the uh, explosion in the movie theater where they like kill a ton of them at the same time. Yeah, because like it's just the final battle with the one. Because like they're all on you fire. You better hope you got them all in that theater. That's what I'd be fucking paranoid about. Serious. One, just one that was drunk, passed out at the bar, or <laughs> hiding under someone's bed. You better hope you got them all. If not, we're having a sequel a lot quicker than you fuckers thought. That's it. Well, and I thought that would have been a more interesting ending because his voiceover narration of storytelling mentions that. Yeah. But if they were all killed, so I think it would have been more interesting if you would have saw that gremlin that did escape and get away. Well, I mean, Gizmo gets away, so that's how they kind of set it all up. But I know. I just, it would just, it like, you that know. That would have been cool. Though. You know, when that guy's walking away with Gizmo in the basket or the box or whatever, yeah. you saw a gremlin run across the street. Yeah, something like that would have <laughs> been funny. Because that's what he says is like, you just won't ever know if it's a gremlin. And it's just like, you will because they're all dead. <laughs> so you will. <laughs> you just will. <laughs> no. They let a nuclear warhead just walk out of town. That's Gizmo's little nuclear warhead. He gets what? It's over. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, they could. They would be great biological weapons. <laughs> they would be like yeah. if you like planted them in your your enemy's like village, they would just wipe the village out. Yeah, of course. You just need to get them fully grown though, because they'd be very vulnerable in their cocoon state. True. You just drop them into the town well, and then um, drop in a bunch of food, and then <laughs> have them eat after midnight. Oh, by the way, eating after midnight. Are the gremlins aware of time zones? Yeah. I was wondering that as well. They mentioned that in the second one, which I think is fucking hilarious. They're like, well, if he's on a plane, is he crossed through a time zone? And he has a piece of celery stuck in his teeth. Now, he didn't eat that after midnight. They're going through a time zone. Well, what about, for, forget time zones. So when can he eat? So, like, if he can't eat after midnight, like, yeah, what is it, 6 a.m.? Like, is there, like, they don't explain when he can eat breakfast. That would have been my first Every question. Yeah. Because John's right. Like, if you would have told them the results of what would happen if you did do the bad things, they would have been maybe more careful. Yeah. Like, they turn into killers. Yeah. <laughs> maybe like you wouldn't have bought it them, in the first place. <laughs> if you feed them after midnight, they turn into, like, a little fucking crazy killer. Yeah. Like, that's how you deter. You don't say you're not just responsible enough. You say, no, these things will kill you. And you'd be like, okay, I don't want one anymore. Yeah. Or I don't It'll want like, to feed Deagle might be worth it. Might yeah. be worth it. The might, be. Metal, bitch. might be. And then the grossest scene for me in the entire movie, even with the things getting blended and nuked and all that stuff, the grossest scene is when they're eating the chicken in the box. Oh, it's yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like, no oh, my God, you guys eating chicken or pussy? What is this? Come <laughs> on now. <laughs> Yummy, yum. Ah, gross. And John found out that, you know, Tim, you know who Michael Winslow is from the uh... Police Academy movies? You know, the one who makes the yeah. sounds with his mouth. He's the one who did the sounds or the voices, whatever you want to call it, for the gremlins. And Howie Mandel did Gizmo. That's right. No way. Yeah, that's right. Howie Mandel? Yeah. Yeah, deal or no deal. Yeah. How, he, he just did Gizmo's voice? Yeah, walk like a man. Huh. Yeah. Bye, Billy. How was how he got paid for that. Bye, bye, Billy. <clears throat> huh. I yeah, he did uh, someone's one and gremlins two. <laughs> that's funny. I wonder how much you get paid for that. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I, 
back then, I mean. He was a pretty big name back then, so. He was? Like yeah. as a stand-up comedian? I think, yeah, he had his comedy, he had a few movies, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did have movies. Yeah, I totally forgot. Walk Like a Man. Was Walk Like a Man. That's right. His bigger ones. All right. I think it's time to call it on this one. Um, Colin, what do you think? Uh, it's tough because uh, I haven't seen it in so long. Like, and I still don't really know who this movie's for because I don't feel like it's for kids. I wouldn't show a child this movie. No. And But is it for adults? Because is it too dumbed down for adults? So I just, I'm very confused by, by who this movie's for as much as I enjoyed like a lot of stuff and reminiscing. I just don't understand who it's for. Like, <laughs> does, do you guys know? Like, who's this for? I would have thought like 18 year olds. Yeah. Around there. I mean, I mean it's for anybody, parental guidance. I'd show it to my kids. How <laughs> old are your children? Uh, two and three. But you wouldn't show it to them now, Tim. <laughs> I mean, I showed the, I showed the three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't be scared by it? Have you showed them no, yet? No, no. I mean, if I went downstairs and I asked Mr. Viewer, I said, Carrie, do you want to show these? Can we show, can we show Echo Gremlins? She'd probably be like, yeah, why not? Because we watch horror movies with her all the time. All right, Juan. Oh, Just yeah. Just get, get them set up early that it's not real, right? Yeah, you got to show them that there's a difference between reality and fantasy. And gremlins are just little tiny monsters. I mean, <laughs> they're not that scary. Right, I would say, I guess I would say, dang it. Uh, it's This one's tough for me because I just feel like the categorizing it, but... I guess I, I doubt, it didn't hold up for me personally, like looking back at it from when I was a kid and not as an adult. Yeah. So I would have to probably say no for hold up. Okay. I think um, I think for me, it, it, it did get lost a little bit in the tone and, and who is it intended for. And it went, I know in one sense it's supposed to be campy. Um, but I just, you know, besides the couple of scenes where I laughed and the couple of scenes where it's grossed out, um, and, and coupled by the fact that, you know, this is a movie from my youth, um, but I don't remember loving it that much when I was young and it's just, these kinds of movies are not exactly my cup of tea. I can appreciate the good parts of it. I can appreciate the humor. I did love it the when actors, I was a kid. I thought the, all the actors did a fine job with, with what they were doing here. Um, I had no problem with there being bad. I think I loved like it that. as a kid because it was kind of borderline, not really, it was a because of the violence and the gr grotesqueness that I, as a child, was like, thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. So I think I really liked it when I was a kid. Maybe this would be like a good introduction to horror movies. If you didn't like this, then you wouldn't want to get into anything more serious. Um, yeah. But I think in rewatching it this time, like watching it today, um, I'd have to say for me, anyway, it doesn't hold up either. What do you think there, Tim? I think you guys are breaking my fucking heart. I know. This movie definitely holds <laughs> me when I was Kid, I loved it, and then when I watched it with adult eyes, I could appreciate what they did cinematographically. You know, with these, they took these animatronics, they made them look real. I mean, it is it is mismatchy on the tone, it is mismatchy who it's for, but just like it for what it is, it's a cult classic. It's good. I mean, it has a good solid story. You know, boy gets pet, pets are he fucks up, pet turns evil, and then you know he has to be a hero and fix his mess. I mean. I've always loved it even since I was like six or seven. I still love it. I mean, it's just the gremlins to me. I mean, they're cute, cuddly, and then they turn vicious. It's awesome. <laughs> it very holds up to me. Two thumbs up. Right on. 
I would say that, like, looking back at this, because E.T. would have come out around the same time. Yeah. And I, I did say E.T. held up. I just feel like that's what it is for me, is, like, I saw these both around the same time when I was a kid. Loved them both. But as an adult today, I still feel like E.T. gets me. I get it really gets to me, and this one not as much. So, I mean, that's the only basis for it. Like, John, you said E.T. held up as well, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a, a, a more of an underlying story around E.T., um, around Elliot and, and his relationship with E.T. This is just a different movie, completely different movie, obviously. But, but there um, is still a boy, and he finds something that's kind of weird and strange. Yeah. So I feel like there's some connections. A little bit. A, l a little bit, yeah. A little bit. So I just, and like, like has your, have your kids seen E.T. yet, Tim? No, because I hate E.T. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's where we're coming out with where our preferences for movies lie. Um, that's true. And, and that's why we're saying hold up or not. But that's what this whole show is about. We're not, we're not objectively going in and scoring it on all these different factors. And, and we're not saying Gremlins is a bad movie at all. It's just from, you know, when I, when yeah. I saw it when I was young, uh, I would have laughed and chuckled and been like, hey, 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 they're smoking, hey, hey, they're drinking. And now as an adult, I'm just like... Why okay. are they smoking yeah, and drinking? Yeah, why? That doesn't make any sense. Why is she serving them at the bar? So that's just my pragmatic 40-year-old mind. I have when I watch it, too. I'm like, what? what is this? Like, I look at movies on a completely different aspect of now than I did then. I'm always, why? Why are they doing this? Why would that person do that? I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then for us, it's really, you know, do you get those same warm feelings or are you asking too many of those questions to really feel the movie for what it was intended to be when it was out? And that's so that's why I, I scored it and not hold up because it doesn't give me those warm feelings. But if you've never seen this movie, it is certainly a can't be called classic. That, oh, absolutely. That needs to be seen. It, it deserves to be called classic. And I understand why it is. And yeah. like, I understand why people still talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, sure. definitely. But it just for me, it didn't hold up compared to uh, when I was a kid. All right, so that's what we got for Gremlins. Tim, you got anything going on? You want to uh, put in a plug for your Instagram or for your uh, any projects you got coming up? Yeah, I am one half of uh, I'm Tim, one half of Mr. And Mrs. Reviewer. Mr. Reviewer is downstairs, but we just. We're trying to launch a YouTube channel right now, and an upcoming project that I have is with a brother company called uh, Movie Cult. You can find them on Facebook, Midnight Movie Cult. And I'm about to go on there and talk with the leader of the Midnight Movie Cult, whose name is uh, TJ Phillips. Me and him are going to be talking about Freddy vs. Jason, so if any of you guys are horror buffs, go check that out, because that's going on over there, but... Hey, that's all I got. I really appreciate you guys having me on here today. Oh, it was awesome to have you, man. It was fun to talk about this movie. We'll have to, uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, feed back in and check out your uh, your YouTube video for uh, for Freddie and Jason, and uh, we'll have you back on the show sometime. It's great to have you. All right, say hi to Carrie and the kids. All right, I will. Okay, buddy, we'll talk to you later. All right, so thanks a lot for Tim uh, to come on the show. And uh, if you want to reach out and find them on their Instagram, it's Mr. Mrs. Movie Reviewer. That's mr.mrs.moviereviewer, all one word, no spaces or anything like that. Check out their Instagram. They're constantly dropping um, some great pics and some great descriptions and reviews of the movies they love. Uh, and as Tim said, you can keep an eye out for his next project on YouTube. That's it for us today, folks. Uh, it was nice to have you. Nice to talk about Gremlins. Uh, you can obviously hear how passionate Tim was about that movie, even though Colin and I maybe thought it didn't hold up as much. Uh, probably still worth a watch if you've never seen it. And if you have, you'll know what we're talking about, right? Right? Right. All right. <laughs>
All right. All right, everybody, enjoy your yum yums, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Billy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.